This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to another episode of Debbins on Demand. My name is Chris Debbins. This is uh, this podcast is pretty much like an extension of my radio show on 98PXY, except I have a co-host for it. Um, my fiance, Ariel, is here once again. Hello. Um, I'm wondering, have you ever had uh, an embarrassing situation kind of like this or or am I just that pathetic? I found some I mean, crumbs. Probably pathetic, prob- but, uh, but you can finish your, your story. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, you know me so well. I found some, <laughs> some crumbs from Doritos in my hair Ew. the other weekend. We were out with people, by the way. We had some house guests in from out of town, yeah. And we went, uh, we went out for a hike, and we had like a little picnic. Somehow, when I got back in the car, I looked in the mirror, the rearview mirror, and I was like, "Oh, that is definitely yellow or orange dust in my hair, and it's from Doritos, hundred percent." Yeah, and you're a thirty year old man, not like a small child who can kind of get away with that. Yeah. Um, why did nobody tell me? I didn't notice. To you be didn't, you with actually you. you actually didn't notice. I actively did not notice. I was probably playing on my phone. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better because there's always this debate of when do you tell somebody when they have food in their teeth or in this case in their hair, which that was a first for me. That was. Uh, but the teeth thing is is a constant thing. Do you do you typically like if I had food in my teeth, you would tell me. I would 100 percent tell you, and I would hope that you would do the same for me. Of course, but we're I mean like we're a couple. Yeah, that's would true. you would you tell someone you don't know that well? Yeah, but I mean, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't like go out of my way to like embarrass them to tell them that. Right. So like, if someone's leading a presentation or something in a meeting, I'm not going to be like, "Hey, by the way, you have food in your teeth." But I might pull them aside afterwards and be like, "Just so you know, you know, there's some like sesame from your bagel this morning. You might want to get rid of that before your next meeting." If there's a constructive thing to be done, yeah, then you should do it. I I have a new hero um, after, speaking of this, after there was a wedding we went to last month and there was a guy who I had never met before in my entire life. This is during the cocktail hour. And within about 10 seconds, he said, I'm just going to stop you right there. You need to know you have some massive piece of food in your teeth. And I almost wanted to hug him because I never would, I would have gone throughout the whole cocktail hour meeting other people you know, through the whole night, not knowing I was looking like a fool. Right. And that's super constructive. Right. And like there's photos and whatever, but you were also a groomsman in this wedding. I was. If that food had been your teeth before the ceremony Mm -hmm. and someone had noticed and like stood up and they were like, hey, 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 
can we just like pause this wedding because groomsman number three has some food in her te- his teeth? <laughs> like that's super inappropriate. Is that who I was? Groomsman number three? I don't remember what it was. Sounds like I'm like a paid groomsman. But I'm just saying no, like I this know. guy didn't know your name. So like he wouldn't know right. who to call it. But that, like that's sort of what I'm saying of like, yes, as long as it's not extremely disruptive. Are there I, any? Oh. oh, no, you finished your thought. Sorry. No, I was going to say I had a, I had a similar experience though, where someone didn't tell me and I kind oh. of wish they had. What was this? But so I was, um, I was in Boston um, to meet some some people on uh, my team who I'd never met before. Okay. And I had had an early morning flight out of Rochester and it was kind of dark when I left, but I'd gotten all dressed up and was wearing this really like cute button down shirt. And at some point I had dribbled coffee oh, no. all the way down this shirt. But I got to the office and I met a bunch of people and the morning had passed. And then at some point I looked at myself in the mirror and I knew like I hadn't had coffee since this morning. So it had Ugh. been on my shirt the entire time. Oh, no. And I wish someone had told me, but in retrospect, I'm like, they didn't know that I had an entire suitcase of clothes with me. And like, I easily could have gotten into the office and changed immediately before the sure. first impression I made for all these people is that I was a slob. Cause if they didn't know that then, cause my thought too is there is an advantage to not knowing sometimes maybe this is something that other people don't experience. But for me, I feel like confidence is key. And if you don't know that you have something in your teeth or that you have like coffee dribbled on like all over your, you know, your chest, um, you might feel a little more confident. In a way that, like, the coffee, and it didn't really matter that much. But it might have, like, thrown you off, and there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely fixated on it once I noticed, because I couldn't change in that exact moment. And then it was all I could think about. Question for you. You're in a job interview. Uh-huh. The person who's interviewing you has some massive thing in their in their teeth. Like a piece of, like, asparagus. Or, like, just something. Do you say anything? I don't think so. You don't think afterwards they're going to say, Ariel saw me. Like when they go to the bathroom, they're not going to say, Ariel saw me. And why did she not say anything? I look I guess, like a are fool. We, are we talking about a live interview or a Zoom interview? Is there a different answer? Yeah. So I feel like a Zoom interview, like it's easy to sort of just feign ignorance. Like, oh my God, like whatever. I didn't notice they had a blurry camera. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but if you're in person and you're sitting across from them and they have mm-hmm. food in their teeth, then, and it's more natural. I feel like it all has to do with how natural it is. And like, again, if it's constructive and if it's whatever, but I don't know, I don't want to be that girl that then they go back to their desk and they're like, oh, she's the one who told me about the asparagus. Ugh, she's going to be annoying to work with. I think this, that's the one situation in which I would not yeah. tell them. Speaking of uh, sad things, you know, or just pathetic things, that's going to be a theme of this podcast, apparently me just like admitting things that I'm like, yeah, is that is that normal? <laughs> um, this might be kind of sad, but I also don't think I'm alone here. Anytime I find myself, I find myself getting a phone call in my pocket, my pocket's vibrating and I find myself almost hoping that it's a spam call, which I think is really love talking to spammers. No, although I do see myself as I getting older, like growing into that. Um, (laughs) I think that's the opposite. Most people want to get less spam calls and I'm not saying I want more, but if I'm already getting a call these days, I want it to be spam mainly because I just don't really feel like actually having to talk to anybody sometimes, like, unexpectedly. Yeah. Because if it's, like, if it's if you're not expecting, especially if it's, like, a coworker during work hours, um, something's probably wrong, right? You can't ignore that. I feel like it's not just coworkers. No, no, of course. Like, actually, I feel like if a coworker is calling during work hours, potentially they just want to run an idea by you. Like, best case scenario. Oh, I see it as there's but probably something I have to add to my task I list. I find... Anytime that someone calls me out of the blue, like no warning, whatever, uh-huh. 
it gives me definitely like a pan, a sense of panic. And I'm like, hi, yeah, who died? Like one of my <laughs> friends gets the, so mad at me. Yeah, I answer, answer the phone just saying everything okay? You, that's how you start the phone. It's not hello, how are you? It's you okay? Yep. Yeah. So I, I get that. I like when someone texts first, like, hey, I'm about to hop in the car, like, would love to catch up. Like, sure. like I love a good phone call. But I actually do too, but I think that's key is like the, the plannedness of it. Like, hey, yeah. are you free for a call? Because then it's like, well, actually, no, I'm not. I'm watching The Crown tonight and I don't feel like breaking away from that. Yeah, and that's a very valid reason not to want to talk to someone. And to be honest, <laughs> is it? I'm watching The Crown. The I'd Crown's rather, more important than I'd you. I'd rather my coworkers do the same. Like send a, send a quick Slack and say, "Hey, do you have a few minutes to chat? I have an idea." Versus a "Can you talk?" or a call out of the blue, which yes, probably does mean there's a crisis. There's always everyone has at least one friend I think that is the caller. Yeah. Who never texts? Who they're always just even if it's for a quick thing like, "Hey, remind me what time we're meeting tonight at you know Revelry or whatever." They're a caller, right? Yeah. Do you feel the same level of anxiety when no. it's that friend? I have one friend who is like, our relationship is very much a lot of just missed phone calls. Okay. So I know when she calls, it's probably because she just wants to chit chat. She's not a big texter. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a horrible texter. So like- You I'm, really are actually. Yeah. It's, I'm a really bad yeah. texter. I know this about myself, but I will say like, if there was a crisis in her life, like if someone did die- uh -huh. The likelihood of me ignoring her call is so much higher than anyone else because I see her name pop up all the time. And it's usually like, oh, she's probably out walking the dog. I'll call her back later. I'll call her back mm -hmm. tomorrow, whatever. Like that's our entire relationship. So what's the more urgent version of calling that she then has to do for you? Probably call twice or like text and be call like. Call twice, send you a telegram or, or yeah, like a carrier you. pigeon would be fine. Yes, carrier pigeon. I've heard that that's the best way to uh, communicate with Absolutely. urgency these days. 100%. Maybe an owl. Maybe now, oh, I wish that was a real thing. I, I wish really that was do. a real thing too. Although your your mail will be covered in poop. Can we just really talk about that fact that's ignored in Harry Potter all the time? Yeah. And, if and there, like if there's, weirdly wet, right? Right, because it's in their mouth. If owls are constantly flying over us with the mail, it's going to be a natural thing that happens. Like your mailbox is going to be covered. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I also hit. really hate birds. Not a big fan either. I, I get hit with, or I shouldn't say constantly, but I have in my life been hit by bird poop. Constantly, like, just like all the time. <laughs> I just did. We're indoors. How is that possible? No, but I have been hit, I think, more than the average person. At least like three or four times. I don't. Like on the head. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard it's good luck. They just no, that that's a lie. They just tell you that's that because just it say. sucks to have bird poop on your head. They're like, well, at least it's good luck. Right, like rain on your wedding day. Right, exactly. Which isn't ironic. Even though Alanis Morissette does say it's yeah, ironic. I feel the need to, we haven't mentioned that enough She's, on this podcast She could yet, be so. a big fan of this podcast. Um, I heard that she might be. So Alanis, if you're listening, just know that that's not ironic. I think she knows. Cause I heard that there was a big controversy around it. Like right after it came out, like we aren't, they, this isn't a unique perspective. No, our, our perspective on this is not unique, but what there was a, a someone like reached people out called to her? out, they called her out for it. And then they make fun of that in Jagged Little Pill, which is the Broadway show based oh. off of her music, because it actually was a whole thing where like. They were like, none of these things that you're listing off as being ironic are actually ironic. I love that. Except for maybe the spoon situation. This Oh, what, uh, what is the line there? It's like when all you get is spoons and you needed a knife or something like that. Or all you have is spoons. It's like mildly ironic. It's mildly. Mildly. Like, like a, a touch ironic. Also just annoying. And why do you only have spoons? <laughs> why do you only have spoons? I think this uh, thing I want to share with you will either make 
if, if you're a parent and you're listening, you're going to have one of two reactions probably. You're either going to get really offended and say, how dare they? Or you're going to say, yeah, that totally makes sense. This, this should be a thing. There is a restaurant in Singapore that has implemented a $10 screaming children surcharge that they warn parents about immediately upon walking in and they only have to pay if there is a complaint against them. Um, a lot of people have been, a lot of parents understandably have been upset by it, but the restaurant does claim that it's been effective in lowering noise complaints, which, which they were getting a lot of. Uh, they say the surcharge has made parents more motivated to keep their kids from acting out. I'm wondering, there's probably a lot of things like this that we could start implementing at restaurants. Well, is this, okay, so we, we don't have kids, first of all. Right. So we, we can only add the perspective of the not having... <laughs> the grumpy kidless people at the restaurant. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, so there's part of me, I hate to say it, there's part of me that's like, this is awesome. I don't want the screaming kid next to me. Also, we could also flip it where if they're screaming kids, I get a discount. I'd be happy with that too. Ooh. But the oh, restaurant, I almost like that better. The restaurant's going to lose more money on that, though. <laughs> yeah, well, and also then there's an incentive to complain, mm-hmm. right? Because if, uh, if the whole thing is like... Boom, you're right. Um, It's only if someone complains about the kid. Right. So I think it's a really good system. And this isn't just because I really hate when I'm at a restaurant or on a flight and there's a screaming kid. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's an incentive for the parents to assess the situation of if their child is going to be a good fit for a dining experience. And then also like something I've noticed on airplanes specifically, I've stopped caring so much about like infants when like they're you, you, crying. There's like, not, not much you It's can annoying, do. but I know that that's like out of the parent's control. Sure. It's like the misbehaving four-year-old where the parent just has their headphones on and is like watching TV and their kid is like loudly doing things and pounding on the seat in front of them. And the parent's just like not intervening. Right. Yeah. Now I, I, I will just clarify again. Like you and I know almost nothing about parenting. I so know. I don't know. I can't, I can't really say how easy is it to get your screaming four-year-old to stop screaming. Um, but I feel like, you know, your kid, like we're, and, we're and right, even more so in a plane sure. where you might have to take well, it. You never have to bring your kid to a restaurant. That's the difference is like the, the plane you might have no choice. You got to see grandma before she dies or like something like you right. have to bring the kid. When it comes to a fine dining restaurant, not even fine dining, any restaurant. Any restaurant that's like, not like Applebee's. Right, exactly. Where, like, it's not cheap. Let's call it what it is. Like, going when you and I go out to eat, we leave having, hopefully, a great time. But it's right. not, but, like, we are out, like, a couple hundred bucks, right? And if that experience involved, like, the screaming kid next to us, that feels like a waste of money to me. 100%. Which I wouldn't have known ahead of time. Well, yeah. And that's why I like this because I think I that I think that what it does is it makes the parent think about like, am I going to essentially lose money? I'm bringing my kid to this restaurant uh-huh. because if then they're going to have to pay to bring the kid to the restaurant versus getting a sitter or staying home, it just adds like an extra level of sure. like thinking about that. We just lost all of our parent listeners, but that's okay. No, no. <laughs> No. No, you're right. Uh, I am curious what parents think. You can always hit us up on social media. Uh, my Instagram is at Debbins underscore on air. I'm curious. We'll, we'll read we'll read comments yeah. back if people, you know, are like, no, that this is absurd because we're open to it, you know, but I do. I do agree with you that I think this I think all restaurants should do this. Um, 
Speaking of money, I think I know how we're going to pay for our wedding you do. next year. Yeah. Love to hear this. We have a box of Beanie Babies in the attic that I forgot about. I'm talking not just like a single Beanie Baby. There's like hundreds of Beanie Babies in this box. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are worth some money. Oh, yeah. This is just based on what my parents told us as a kid. Because my parents always told us like they would give us toys and then they would say, well, make sure you, you're careful with them because someday they'll be worth money. I still have them. I was very careful. Now, did you have that same experience with your parents? Did you like have to like preserve? To- we have we have these some of these Beanie Babies have like protectors on the tags, like plastic protectors, because that was like just the vibe in my household with certain toys. Yeah. So it was kind of like the opposite perspective in my household. My mom is very big on if you have something, use it like. She is big on that. Yeah. Like we eat on like fine China on a random like Tuesday at three because we have it. Which I do appreciate that. I do too. I exactly. Do. Like if you have it, use it. Use it. Definitely. Like I had rules that some of my friends didn't have with just how we played with our toys. Like, gosh, I had some friends who would cut their Barbie's hair and like color them to dye them different cut their hair cut their hair that was a big thing that people would do to be fair i guess i don't really know if their parents allowed it or if their like (laughs) parents just like gave up at some point to be fair but like that was a very strict like we were not allowed to perform any mutilation yeah or or or, like permanent changes like we couldn't give our dolls makeup (laughs) like that was definitely a thing that people did okay so we had rules about that like treating our toys with care Mm mm-hmm but it wasn't for the future. But oh my gosh, I had this friend and I, I think it was just a really big thing in the 90s that like all of these toys were supposed to at some point be worth a lot, right? Where, where did that get started? I Has have that always no been idea. a thing? Maybe, maybe every generation had that, but I know for us it was definitely Beanie Babies and Barbies. And there's two other ones I can throw out there. Pokemon cards were oh, yeah. a big one and uh, certain action figures, which I'll get to the ones that I have in their plastic as well. Yeah. Well, so this girl in kindergarten, so like I had a ton of Barbies and so did this girl I was friends with in kindergarten, but they, she wasn't allowed to take the Barbies out of their box. So like, oh, you know, wow. like every Barbie, like the Barbies came in those clear, I mean, you might not know because I don't know how many Barbies you had. The answer is zero. Yeah. Unfortunately. But they came in like a a box where the, the front was like see-through. So you could see the Barbie. Okay. And usually she had like two extra outfits or something that were like mm-hmm. in there. And like this girl wasn't allowed to take them out of the box because her mom said, you know, if it, if it was out of its original like unsealed packaging, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be worth as much. You know how sad it is to play with a doll in like so a glass sad. coffin? Well, <laughs> glass coffin. That's so what it looked like. The, the solution that my parents had for some of these and I do want to. I do want to clarify. This wasn't like all toys were kept in a vault for me as a kid. There were just a couple of ones that my parents were like, you know, it could be worth something. You know, like we did play with the Beanie Babies, but they had to have that protector on the tag, right, just in case. When it came to Star Wars action figures, they re-released the Star Wars movies at the end of the '90s, and mm-hmm. then came out with the new ones in the early 2000s. And so all of these action figures were coming out, and there. I don't know. Maybe it was just the best marketing campaign of all time, but there was this idea that these were going to be worth a lot of money. So my parents were actually buying us often duplicates. Oh. So we would have one to play with and then one to keep in the box put away, which I still have at my at my parents' house in a box That's somewhere. That's what this girl's parents should have done. And there was a, there was always this kind of like idea 
It almost felt like we were putting like like 401k. Forget that. We have the action figures. Like it was like a kind of a weird concept. Um, but I do think that a lot of the stuff, the action figures, I actually looked up. They're worth like nothing. Mm. The Beanie Babies. I know some are worth nothing. I do think some of them actually are worth some money. Yeah, I've done a little research on this too because we also had hundreds. There's like it's specific years tags. Like, so it's not like every single Platy the Patty put. No, Platy. <laughs> Patty the Platypus. Okay. Say that 10 times fast. I can't even say that twice, probably. I apparently couldn't say it once. So, <laughs> like, I think it's only the one from like 1993 mm-hmm. that's like worth a lot of money. And I think it's sure. like the one that's worth the most of like the general Beanie Babies, whatever, for some reason. It's okay. like a specific font. We have that one. Well, I don't know if we do. Okay. We so, have, like, okay. you have, I think, two Patties. And uh-huh. I know at my parents' house, we have at least two, but I don't know what year the tags are from. Sure. The other one that's like that is the Princess Diana bear, which was like the purple bear, mm-hmm. which I also know. I think we have two at our, like two here in this house and two at my parents' house of. And there was one version of that bear that came with a misprint. And that's like the beanie baby. That's the biggest cash cow. Okay. Although it's a bear. So, so cash, we probably don't bear. have that. a cash bear. No, I think we have one. I think I love it. I'm going to go on the record and say that we don't wink, wink, because I don't want people breaking into our house. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll report back. We're going to start. We're actually going to look at this up. We're going to look at these, uh, these beanie babies up and report back yeah. if any of these are actually worth money. I'm going to actually guess that they're worth a lot less than we think. Oh, probably. Probably. Mainly because well, I don't want somebody to break into the house. So if we can't sell them, then do we just like screw other wedding decorations and how we still use them for our wedding? Is yes. it like Beanie Baby bouquets? Yes. Beanie Baby bouquets. And then I also have some Pokemon cards. We should just lay those out. We should make like a 90s themed table. Just have them all out at, at the wedding. <laughs> um, as we do every week on Devin's On Demand, we end, uh, or end with a random fact. This one, I had to double check because it just felt so bizarre to me, but it is actually real. It is impossible currently in 2022 uh, to buy a flight, a commercial flight to Delaware. It's the only state in the U.S. you can only fly to on a private plane. This wasn't the case up until June. Up until June, Frontier Airlines used to go to Wilmington, Newcastle Airport, but they, they dropped those routes in June. And if you want to fly to Delaware, you got to fly to like Maryland and then drive. So I got to admit, I don't really know where Delaware is on a map. Um, you couldn't tell me where, could you tell me what, what coast, please? It's on the East Coast. Okay. I've, so I've been to Delaware. You have? Did you, I, I did you fly there? No. Okay. I think we went to a beach in Delaware that now that I'm seeing this out loud may have been in Maryland, but I think it was in Delaware. We drove from Boston. It took like 11 or 12 hours. You want to know, oh, here's a bonus Delaware fact for you, by the way. Yeah. There's actually more corporations in Delaware than people because a lot of people incorporate there because they have such really friendly tax laws. Like New Hampshire. Does New Hampshire have that too? I think so. New Hampshire has like really few tax laws. Interesting. Anyways, another Devin's On Demand for you here next week. Dropping these every Thursday. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 